Welcome back, everyone, to another Eat Speed podcast. I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson. We are talking with the barbecue snob from Texas Monthly, Daniel Vaughn, about the Texas Monthly Top 50 Barbecue Joints in Texas. Uh, Daniel, this is a perennial event for Texas Monthly, a quadrennial, I should say. This is something like the Olympics. It comes along every four years, and people anticipate it, and then people race out and you know, your top 50 lists out. Tell us what the reaction's been like here in Texas. Well, I mean, the reactions are like they are every time we put out a top 50, which is uh, a lot of people who are really happy for their friends and a lot of people who are really sad for the ones that didn't make it. Uh, you know, there's there's some people who agree with our list. There's some people who disagree. Um, it wouldn't be much fun to put out a list like this if everybody agreed. There wouldn't really be a need for it anyway. So, uh, yeah, I welcome all the uh, opposing opinions. Well, the past list have, have uh, led with uh, Coopers and Lano, or or uh, Kreitz and Lockhart, or or uh, or Franklin and Austin, and you you finally figured out that the best barbecue is in Fort Worth, or maybe you're the reason it's here. Tell us more about that. Yeah, uh, it was kind of a surprise to to me as well. You know, I've uh, Goldie's is our number one spot in Fort Worth, and you know, I I went there shortly after they opened and ate uh, after they had. Uh, had to change to basically a completely takeout business. And I really enjoyed the barbecue, enjoyed it a, a, a couple of times. Uh, but really, uh, once they opened the dining room up and, and were able to cook more and, and get their whole crew back together, um, it just got better and better. And, you know, when we were actually going out searching for the list, uh, we were just amazed at just like the sheer perfection that they put on a platter. Uh, but, you know, really, they're just like, they're number one, of course, right? But they're also emblematic of what's happening in Fort Worth right now, which to me is the most exciting city for barbecue in Texas. I mean, uh, the new places that have opened up in Fort Worth since our last list came out uh, is is pretty astounding. Well, you you, you really uh, the first reaction from a lot of readers was, "Where is Goldie's? I never heard of Goldie's." So it it's technically it's south of Kennedale on Dick Price Road which was somewhere in between the landfills and the junkyards. And it really takes a little adventure to find it. That kind of adds to the ambiance. You know, Daniel, I actually am old enough to have gone to Kenneth's True Pit Barbecue, which built and ran that location for 20 years. And Kenneth was known for a pretty good brisket, really good sausage and really good chili. Steve, have you ever made it out Dick Price Road? No, not yet. I'm at. Uh, you know, that's see, nice you haven't about, even gotten there yet. That's the nice thing about uh, this list coming out. Is, is you go like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, it's great to have Daniel do all the legwork. <laughs> it is, it is I mean, great to have Daniel to screen everybody. Like this to find the best place. I mean, well, I mean, it's my full time job, right? To be out there scouting for these places. So, um, you know, we take about a six month chunk of time for Texas Monthly to to hone in and, and try and really figure out who the top fifty is and, and who that top ten is going to be. But I, you know, I'm always out there um, eating barbecue um, and trying all the new places that that we can that I can possibly find. Well, let's talk about the other uh, Panther City in Fort Worth, number ten. Mm -hmm. Steve, do we have uh, Panther City made number ten in the top fifty? Uh, you know, others in the uh, in the in the next 40, I guess, of the top 50 uh, Danes in Fort Worth, uh, which is uh, at Lola's Trailer Park, Hurtado in downtown Arlington, Smokeaholics just east of I-35 and then Zavala's over in Grand Prairie. I kind of fudge that into Tarrant County, although really it's not. And, and then you have a second list for those who haven't followed, you know, 407 in Argyle and 225 in Arlington, uh, Bear Barbecue in Cleburne. 
the barbecue on the Brazos, which has been uh, in your list before in Crescent. And Derek Allen's, another one of the new barbecue places in Fort Worth. And then Heim, which kind of started craft barbecue in Fort Worth. Now, you set out 11 years ago to prove that Dallas-Fort Worth had barbecue that was just good as good as Central Texas. You finally made it that way. And I think the Heim craft barbecue entry kind of made it possible for a lot of these other restaurants. Yeah, I mean, I didn't make it that way. That's for sure. It's the pitmasters who did. And yeah, I mean, Heim Barbecue, they they were the ones who started it all. They're the ones who brought this style of barbecue to Fort Worth. They're the ones who kind of questioned, um, can we make barbecue in Fort Worth better? And they created a bit of a monster. Um, they they built the foundation for this uh, huge movement of all these new pitmasters to come in and open these joints. And that's why it's just so competitive. That's why there's so many great places in the city right now. I mean, you mentioned Derek Allen's like, I love that place. It's, they, they make incredible barbecue, but um, it's, unfortunately for them, they're in Fort Worth. Um, and that makes it tough to really stand out. And, you know, there's just so much uh, quality competition right there in the area. When people talk about craft barbecue, so the, the viewers know and listeners, you know, we're talking, you know, it starts out usually a small batch barbecue with, with a prime meats. How do you define you know, what's different about this from the commercial barbecue Texans have had our whole lives? Well, I, you know, I don't like to use the word craft barbecue simply because it implies that other people aren't uh, also, uh, you know, using a craft to, to create their food. Uh, I, I do think it is a, a modern style of barbecue. I, I think it is different. Uh, but I think the biggest difference really is about the consistent quality and the focus on really putting out consistently great food every day, uh, every item, uh, every meal. And, I, you know, I think that is... Uh, I, I think it's also just a, a reflection of what customers in Texas now demand, or at least a large chunk of barbecue customers. And that is the fact that they, they don't have any patience for you having a bad day. They don't, they don't want to talk about, well, you know, my favorite place had a good day today or they had a bad day last time I was in. It's like, you have a bad day. Like I'm just going to go somewhere, somewhere else. There's just too many options. I think something that I've saw about Goldie's, I've probably been there about four times, even though all of our readers now swear up and down they would never heard a word about it. But uh, I think I agree about the consistency. And the thing that I notice every time I've been to Goldie's, uh, you know, the brisket's been spot on and the sides have been perfect. There's never been a day and there's never been anything I got at Goldie's that was dried out or, or tasted like it had been there for a while. Or the consistency and the quality has been uh, better than some of these other really good barbecue places. Steve, on the rest of the list, anybody else you like? You want to ask Daniel about any of these other places on the list? Well, what I'd like to know is when you go into a barbecue joint, you know, you know, when you go and you're trying them out, what the first time you go in the place, what do you normally order? You know, what is something that the the find out? You know, if you're you know, you know, testing to see how good the barbecue is, what do you order? Uh, sliced brisket, ribs, and sausage. Uh, and then, you know, there's usually something else on the menu that's uh, either a specialty or another protein, whether that's, uh, you know, pulled pork, or uh, I'd certainly prefer to see a pork steak instead of that, uh, smoked turkey or chicken. Uh, so, yeah, I'm trying to get a variety of things. And then um, I'll, I'll usually uh, order the lean brisket, especially if given the option, uh, because I, I really think that's a better judge of a really great brisket than than if the fatty brisket's good. Uh, 
And then, you know, as far as the sides, I'm looking for sides that are interesting, right? I mean, there's still a lot of places out there that do potato salad, slaw, and beans. And, you know, so I'll, I'll try those if that's the only thing available. But I, I want to see if they've got something more interesting. So are the, sli- the sides important when you're making this list? Uh, I mean, the sides aren't anything that alone are going to get you on the list, but certainly it's something that can differentiate you. Um, if, if we're looking at, you know, a tiebreaker between two places and all things being equal, uh, other than the sides and one place has better sides and desserts, then we're probably going to go with that spot. After Goldie's near Cannondale, you know, there was something that stood out at Panther City. It was that little corn in a bowl, right? Yeah, I mean the elote cup there, um, and also uh, the uh, the popper, those pork belly poppers, the ha- half a jalapeno with cream cheese, uh, pork belly burnt end inside, then wrapped with bacon and smoked until that bacon is crispy, and then that elote cup. Yeah, they got the spicy corn, and um, you got the chopped brisket on top with some of the cotija. I mean, it's it's really just a, it's an amazing meal all in one bowl. That that that's a really addictive dish, and then. You know, uh, Panther City, I'll point out, has uh, Flacco's Tacos in the morning. They have breakfast at Panther City. So if you're tired of waiting in long lines and you just want to go check it out, you can go to Panther City in the mornings on weekends. I think it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and have the mm-hmm. little Flacco's Tacos and maybe get a little brisket if it's uh, if it's out and ready. Panther I, City is at yeah. 201 East Pennsylvania, just off I-35, uh, near the, the uh, South Main Village in Fort Worth. Okay. And they and they got a bar right next door too, so that's always helpful. Republic Saloon, you can either out, eat outside of Panther City or take it inside Republic Saloon, which has Wi-Fi. If you're trying to file your magazine report to Texas Monthly, they, the, the Wi-Fi works there. So. Uh, uh, what's what's changing? Because you, you, I mean, you were reviewing brisket ribs and sausage when you started all this, and now you are writing about all these other side dishes and all these other techniques and all these other. Uh, desserts. So, you know, is is that just what's what's changing? Is that there's a bigger menu at these restaurants, or a, a different style? I think a bigger menu, yeah, but also just uh, the the focus that these different restaurants are putting on on their sides and desserts, and really just creating a, uh, a an atmosphere where people can come enjoy a full meal from beginning to end, and and not necessarily just go there uh, for meat on a platter. And, and so I think that there's a response from the pitmasters, and certainly their competition understands that if, if they want to keep up, then they need to be doing the same thing. Steve, you're a, a judge. What do you make of lists like this? Is it Can you catch barbecue places on the right day, or is this a really uh, good way to look at it and say, oh, my gosh, is, is there really a number one and a number 10, or are they all really good? <laughs> you know, Judging, you know, when the competition barbecue is actually a lot different than the uh, barbecue that you get at your regular places. Uh, they want the they, they have little criteria and stuff that's a little different. Uh, you know, a little pull to the meat and and stuff that uh, a lot of times, you know, at a regular restaurant they're going to have it fall off the bone kind of kind of stuff. So it's a little different, but uh, but I think they, you know, this seems like. The big thing that's been changing a lot to me is like the quality of meat. Everybody's getting that wagyu and, and stuff like that that they didn't used to, to cook cook like they do now. I don't know if that's just something that's that's just more available now or what, but uh, that seems to be a big difference now. 
Yeah, yeah I, would, I would agree. I would, I would agree that there's uh, certainly more of a focus on the quality of the raw product. Uh, I know a few places use Wagyu, but uh, far more just using prime beef. And uh, quite a few are using the upper two-thirds choice like you could get with the 1855s or the certified Angus beef, that style. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, back in the day when you used to just go ahead and buy select briskets, uh, you know, 15 years ago, you couldn't buy a prime brisket because they, they wouldn't label it prime because they didn't think there would be any need to, uh, to try and charge more for it because nobody was going to pay more for it. And now that's what so many of these places are targeting for, you know, for what they're going to cook. Uh, but as, as far as, you know, is, is this uh, the best way to put a list together or is it is it 100% right? It's like, of course, there's not like a 100% right list. I mean, it is what we experienced over a short window of time uh, at a, a huge number of barbecue joints. And, you know, uh, there's, there's no way we can be 100% right about it. I think that's a ridiculous uh, target anyway. But we, we are as fair as we possibly can be to put the list together. How many times How do you go back you... to the place to see, you know, you know, when they, if they're in the finalist kind of stage, uh, do they see you a lot or, or, or do you all try to hide that you've, you've gone, you're going or, or what? I mean, it's not like I go in disguise or anything. Um, and, and certainly there are people who uh, will start to get a little more suspicious after I've been in a few times uh, because most of these pit masters understand uh, the timing of when we're going out on our visits and uh, when the list is being put together. You know, for the top 10, uh, it's going to be at least three visits, um, and that's either going to be from me, uh, uh, from somebody else on our tasting team, or from our edit our food editor, Pat Sharp. And so at Goldie's, it was, gosh, we had two team members. Uh, Pat Sharp went once, and I went three times because uh, we really just uh, – I mean, the thing is, a lot of the top 10, uh, the thing that separates them – because there's very little that separates them from one to ten. What separates them is, is mistakes, and so we we go over and over um, to see where those mistakes are. And Goldie's just didn't make any. How many you visited? Was it four hundred eleven, something like that? How many places? Four hundred eleven, and then uh, uh, we we had about twenty five or twenty six that we targeted for our top ten um, based on all the scores that came back, and of course the experiences that I'd had at those places before. And uh, went back and revisited all those. What type of health? What insurance is the worst barbecue? In Texas? <laughs> oh, go ahead, Steve. You got a better. So what type of health insurance do you have for visiting all these places? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean Texas Monthly's got great health insurance, so uh, it's 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 a good company to work for right now. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I I did the burger battles too many years, and you know, too many years of eating twenty two burgers in a in a uh, in a month has t has taken its toll. But uh, what was the worst barbecue? Where's the worst barbecue you've ever had? The worst barbecue I've ever had. Um, it doesn't have to be in Tarrant County. Uh, probably in Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. That'll rile everybody up. We could put this on the Kansas City Star <clears throat> website, too, and get them all riled up with them. I mean, It's not all bad, but, yeah, it's not Texas. I, you know, I, I, of course, there's some barbecue that's just sliced thin and, leathery and it just it seems like that they've uh, that it's been out there for three or four days I, you can tell barbecue is not going to be good when it's the same color as the bottom of your shoes you know that that's that's probably not a good sign yeah there's a there's a lot of good indicators i think but absolutely 
And, you know, and if you're in like a hospital cafeteria, that's probably not the best place. Well, and that's the thing about barbecue, though, is, uh, you know, it's it's getting better and better across the across the state, really, from one end to the other. We've got spots on this list uh, all the way up in Olden, Texas, in the Panhandle, over to Beaumont, uh, over in El Paso. uh, So all the way down in um, down in the Rio Grande Valley. So we have really great barbecue all over the state. but, you know, Texas still has plenty of bad barbecue joints, too, right? And that's the only reason why the special ones are, are special. Uh, the, the great ones aren't considered special unless there's uh, a lot of mediocre to bad barbecue around as well. For people who want to drive in the country a little farther than Goldie's, and I'm going to catch off guard here because I didn't look. Oh, you're going to come out to Dallas? Well, hey, I was going to ask you about Dallas, McKinney, or Grayford, any of those small outlying towns. Yeah, well, you're talking about Trevino's, uh, uh, their food truck out there on Possum Kingdom Lake. They're an honorable mention, and they're doing really good work out there. Uh, and over in Dallas, I mean, we've got uh, Cadillac Barbecue still in our top 10, uh, as they were last time. Uh, so, uh, And then Terry Black's, uh, where the Terry Black's in Austin had been on our top 50 list previously. The, the Terry Black's in Dallas is this time. doesn't mean that the Austin location isn't also great. Uh, we just tried to take the uh, the top score between those two places. And, you know, uh, before we were recording here, you were talking about places being able to do it day in and day out. Um, you know, Goldie's does have an advantage of being Friday, Saturday, Sunday only uh, for 30, uh, uh, 10 hours a week. Right. Uh, where you've got, you know, a Terry Black's in Dallas, which is doing it for lunch and dinner uh, all day long. Um, you've got uh, Hutchins up in McKinney and in Frisco. Uh, they're doing the same thing. So lunch and dinner, you can go in any time of the day in either of those places and uh, get really great barbecue and, and not really have to worry about it selling out. Does Hutchins still have all you can eat? I don't know. Uh, I they, they cut that off when the McKinney location was closed due to the fire damage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I have not gotten up there um, since they've reopened the McKinney location. And that's the restaurant that started as a catfish place, but everybody liked the barbecue, as I recall. So yes, indeed. Got, and we like the barbecue. They've got their own little story. The, and, of course, Heim, too. Heim, uh, Travis's yes. place on Magnolia in Fort Worth uh, is open to lunch and dinner seven days a week. And the other, the West, West Fort Worth place is open six days a week. But And they've got they've one in got, Dallas, too. Don't forget. Uh, Heim does have one. Yes. I just don't and know bre- the days. Breakfast, the too. The field location. Yeah, and breakfast, too. I, I recently tried the uh, breakfast biscuit there, and it's it's amazing. What are some other little finds like that biscuit? What are some other little things like the the, uh, the, the brisket corn at Panther City or biscuits or breakfast? What are some other little Tarrant County or Dallas-Fort Worth area dishes that you like or places that you single out and remember? Yeah, well, uh, over at Dane's, uh, they have their, they call it their pork belly brisket, which is really a whole pork belly, which they smoke like a brisket and slice it like a brisket. Uh, so that's that's their specialty. Uh, over at Goldie's, they do a Laotian sausage, uh, and they serve it with sticky rice um, and a dipping sauce. Uh, and, I mean, it's it's a really great bar to barbecue. That sounds uh, really good. <laughs> yeah, at, at Zavala's and Grand Prairie. Uh, they do their uh, tacos, and they've got the uh, sloppy Juan taco, which is a lot of different barbecue meats chopped up, mixed with barbecue sauce. Uh, but really, they um, they'll serve a tortilla with with any meal, and they've got this green salsa, which is just amazing with all their barbecue. And then uh, right down the road at Hurtado, uh, the big red barbacoa um, tostada, 
the tostada that they do is, I mean, it's one of my favorite things and it's one of the uh, best values really in Texas barbecue. It's, it's so filling and they put so much of that chopped barbacoa on there. Yeah, Hurtado's got a lot of things going. They're opening a new location in Little Elm, so mm-hmm. there'll be a Hurtado there. Um, are there any other barbecue places that were too new to rank? Is there anything? Uh, I, I know that we talked about uh, some of these restaurants are adding days. Uh, I think you said Zavala's is now open Thursday through the weekend. Danes told me that he'll be open Thursday through the weekend now that the list is out. Are there any other new places since you rated these? Well, um, you know, one place that we looked at that we liked a lot was Bricks Barbecue uh, in Fort Worth. Uh, we didn't didn't really think it was their time right now, um, and especially given the fact that they're about to expand their hours quite a bit and expand their menu quite a bit with a new brick and mortar. Uh, I'm really excited to go see what they do with that place. Um, I, I have really enjoyed the food I've eaten there, uh, whether it's the barbecue or the uh, the fried chicken sandwich, the, the the spicy fried chicken sandwich. So that's a place that I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, Bricks is in South Main Village, and he's kind of where Travis was with Haim eight years ago that he's in his truck and doing really well and about to move into his first full-scale restaurant. Yes, and then there's uh, Cross Buck Barbecue, which will open uh, north of Cadillac Barbecue. Uh, I'm not sure when, uh, but it's from the uh, from one of the guys who was uh, the owner, maybe still is the owner of Lockhart Smokehouse. I'm not quite sure. And that's uh, in Farmer's Branch. That that's in Farmer's Branch. Yes. So that one's still coming. So yeah, I mean, two years from now, we'll have our list of 25 best new barbecue joints coming out, and I'm already working on the scouting for that. Well, when you get around to that best chicken fried steak, you know, Billy from Billy's Oak Acres is bouncing around Fort Worth. That's our news this week is that he now has uh, dep- has parted from his running the kitchen at Rufus, and he's going back into business on his own with barbecue and chicken fried steak somewhere. And uh, we don't even have that new location yet. But uh, Billy's from Billy's Oak Acres has floated around three locations going on four, and he'll he'll have a new one. And then this is not barbecue news. But it's news to a lot of the same audience that we found out that the Fred's uh, Texas Cafe, Fred's Burger Cafe uh, off West 7th and Fort Worth, that property has been sold and Fred's will be moving to the former uh, steakhouse on Camp Bowie West, the former Buffalo West. So Fred's on the move and uh, Billy Oaks on the move. That's a little bit of the, the meat news in Fort Worth. Steve, anything else going on in your part of the world? Well, I was just thinking, you know, since uh, Daniel travels a lot, and call these party places. Is there someplace like a Fred's or something that you always go to when you travel around that the some, something favorite you like that's not actually barbecue? Uh, when people ask me about other uh, restaurants in other cities, my first question is usually, do they serve barbecue? <laughs> and that's and if not, then that's probably why I haven't been there. Um, so uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm usually so consumed. Um, sorry for that pun uh, by the barbecue that I'm eating that uh, I rarely get to pick favorites of of different types of restaurants in different cities. I've got plenty of my favorites here in Dallas where I live, but uh, yeah, not not a whole lot of uh, yeah. There's just so much barbecue eating. So many so many places that I usually have on my itinerary that are barbecue. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one I found recently though. Uh, in Smithville, Texas, uh, Carne Lenta. And it's, uh, you know, it qualifies as a barbecue place because they smoke all their meats, but it's really a taco place. I mean, it's a it's a taco restaurant. And they do a bunch of smoked meats and smoked vegetables and make tacos out of them. Uh, and it's, a, yeah, that was a, a new find uh, a couple of weeks ago when I was down in Smithville. 
Wow, they a have lot a of the show hosts so haven't. Tight. They have a schedule so tight on what you're eating that you can't, it's just barbecue. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, it's not that Texas Monthly gives me a schedule, but I I show up to a town and and all I ever hear is, oh, you hate me because you didn't come by. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, a lot of folks think that when I'm out eating barbecue that I'm out making social calls, Uh, but I'm out working. You know, I'm I'm looking for new places and as many places as I can go to is as many as I'm going to go to. So I do try and uh, eat as much and as many places as I can uh, to try and, you know, continue to to find new hidden gems uh, for our next list. I try to explain to people there are only three meals a day to do any research, and so you have to make the most of all of them. Well, yeah, my three meals a day are at 11 o'clock, at noon, and at 1 p.m. <laughs> the, uh, a lot of the podcasts and shows haven't been following you for your 11 years of barbecue snobbery, but you know, we, we remember, of course, you were one of the first guests uh, of the podcast yes. from Angelo's for us here on Eat Speed. You know, we, we, and I remember when you wrote in D Magazine about the the best barbecue in Dallas, Fort Worth, you picked off the bone in Forest Hill. Uh, have you been back to off the bone at all? Is there anything from that original list that you still go back to and love? Yeah, no, I did go back to, um, to off the bone and saw Eddie and they were, uh, they're still doing a good business there. I wrote about them maybe a year and a half ago and you know, those baby back ribs are really still great. Um, so they had a great comeback because they have a drive through window. And of course the, the places with the drive throughs, uh, off the bone Robinson's, Places uh, like big that. boys, uh, the, the smoked yeah, chicken salad from big boys, smoked chicken amazing. salad, Fort Worth's fascination with black forest cake and smoked chicken salad. You know, I, there, I think there are people who made it through the entire uh, pandemic just on black forest cake and, and smoked chicken salad. It's been such a big deal. Yes. And I, I was so happy to see lady in the pit back open as well. Um, stopped in there recently to, uh, and I, I gotta confess, um, I got smoked chicken salad. That's the closest thing I got to barbecue, but they had smothered pork chops on the menu that day. That smoked chicken's pretty good. You know, the, I, I, we could talk forever, but they, I mean, the work that pitmasters are doing with Turkey now is a lot more than they ever used to do. What, uh, you know, Goldie's has some of the very best Turkey I've ever had. And barbecue on the Brazos has a great turkey sandwich called the Gobbler. These are people actually trying to do really memorable turkey plates and turkey sandwiches. We didn't used to see that. And if you haven't had the brisket torta at uh, barbecue on the Brazos, it's uh, I believe it's torta Thursdays they do that, and um, and also on Tuesdays over at Smokeaholics. They do. Uh, uh, they don't serve uh, their normal barbecue menu on Tuesdays, but they do stuffed smoked turkey legs. Yeah, turkey leg Tuesday. And and yeah, talking about a, a tasty poultry treat right there. The the turkey legs at Smokeaholics on Tuesday. And so this this is part of you know I mean Smokeaholics and Panther City are just a really short drive apart. You can mm-hmm. go visit both of those really easily. Uh, it's you know Goldie's is not close to another. Top uh, 10 place. It, it's not, but Shane Boys is right down the road, um, and Shane Boys Craft Hawaiian Grinds, which is a like a Hawaiian barbecue joint, and uh, they do uh, their food's just amazing. Well, and then you can kind of visit the old school places. You can go see what uh, what they're doing right now at Jambos and Rendon, or, or mm-hmm. at Longoria's and Everman, or some of the older South Ter- South Tarrant County Hickory Stick and Everman. Those are places that were favorite barbecue places 20 years ago when, when Texas Monthly started all this. Mm-hmm. Yes. The, now, you live in North Dallas. What part of Dallas, or have you moved to Austin? No, I, I, no, I, I live right near White Rock Lake. 
Okay. Right in, right in the middle of Dallas. So, and so the Gar, what, what was the old place on Garland Road or Ferguson that was one of your favorites? Uh, on Ferguson, are you talking about Meshacks up in Garland? Yes. Yeah. yeah, Meshacks, they're in our honorable mention list. Meshacks is still one of my favorite spots to go to. Another place that, um, I, you know, I'd written reviews of it long, long ago and, um, and wrote about it again more recently uh, last year and got a really more of the story of uh, Travis Mays and his family. Steve, any other uh, thoughts, questions? You're, you live in the Cousins neighborhood down there, Steve. Oh, the smoked wings at Cousins. Have you had them? Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, I went to the original on McCart there and got the wings, and they do smoked and fried wings. So they smoke them and then fry them, which I think is really the best way to do a wing. You get the smoke flavor, and you get the crispiness of the fryer. And they've got this uh, strange hot sauce they serve them with, but it's so good. Uh, yeah, the the uh, smoked fried wings and the hand-cut French fries with their spicy wing sauce. I'm going to be writing about really great uh, smoked wings uh, here pretty soon, and that's going to be on my list. I haven't been out to the, the newer cousins on Brian Irvin. I've heard they have beer now, so that's a dramatic turn for the cousins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steve, any other uh, meat barbecue talk? No, I think uh, we covered everything. All right, Daniel. Well, uh, we, we were going to talk to you, I'm sure, before, uh, before 2025. We'll want to talk to you again about new barbecue. And it's great to have you again. Thank you for coming on with us again on the Eat Speed Podcast. Tell everybody, Texas Monthly, on the newsstand, what else do they need to know about the magazine? Uh, yeah, it's, it's out on the newsstand. Uh, inside will be a barbecue passport, uh, so you can take that around to the different barbecue joints. Uh, and, and get your stamp and, uh, you know, be able to prove that you've been to all 50. Uh, it does uh, officially, the contest officially begins on November 1st. So there'll be uh, lots of barbecue joints who don't yet have the stamps uh, as of today uh, or next week. So be patient with them, please. But yeah, we will have the passport in there like we did last time. And uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, mark, uh, uh, get on our barbecue app. Uh, our brand new Texas uh, monthly barbecue finder app, and you can map out your entire route to hit all the top 50 and the honorable mentions. Yeah, the new barbecue finder app map, maps your location. It'll show you on GPS what the best barbecue is close to you and which ones are top 50. New barbecue app works really well. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I've, I've actually started using it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, uh, it's not just a list. It really helps you find the best barbecue close to where you are. And, and that's the, it's just Texas Monthly Barbecue app in the, in the iTunes store, I should know. So. Yes, I, uh, we have it in the iTunes store. We've got it, uh, so there's, it's for iOS uh, and it's on the Google Play store for Android. Okay, so go armed with your iPhone. The other thing that I would tell everybody, and I'm sure you're telling everybody this, and this goes for all restaurants now, is please be patient. Everybody's shorthanded. Some people are a little grumpy. They have to wait in line. They get more grumpy. If they don't get things just right, they get more grumpy. Please be patient with all these pitmasters and all these restaurants. They're really trying to serve and help all the people who read about their restaurant in Texas Monthly. They're trying to do the best job they can. Well, and, and I'll also add that if you, uh, if you disagree with the list, whether you disagree with the top 50, the top 10, the honorable mentions, uh, you know, just tell me about it. You, you don't need to put down other restaurants. Uh, uh, when you're saying what's wrong with the list, um, you can leave the other restaurants out of it. Uh, you, you don't need to denigrate another restaurant to uh, make your point. Just tell me I'm an idiot. That's fine. Well, you've only given them a hundred to pick from. I ho hope they can find one or two they like. 
Oh, yeah, well, some people just, yeah, never mind. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you again, Daniel Vaughn. Until next time, I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson.